Buildings have evolved, so let's give them the attention they deserve. This is 10 Minutes to a Better Building, a podcast from the building experts at Boland. We're a building solutions provider with more than 350 professionals and 150 technicians with one goal in mind, to make your building better. Hello, everyone, and welcome to 10 Minutes to a Better Building, a podcast from the building experts at Boland. I'm your host, Tyler Kern, and we are thrilled to have you along for another episode of the show. Today, we're talking indoor air quality, and we're going to approach it from a different angle, and we're doing that with Bree Widmoyer. She is an optimization engineer at Boland. Bree, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me. Morning, Tyler. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm thrilled to have you on the show, Bree. And like I mentioned, we're talking indoor air quality today. And uh, let's just start off kind of with the basics. How can Boland help clients with indoor air quality? So Boland has a team of experts that constantly stay up to date mm-hmm. on the latest recommendations. Um, so there's two main bodies that have been providing recommendations in the current COVID-19 pandemic, and that's the ASHRAE and CDC. So we have a team of engineers that constantly look out for the newest recommendations from them. And then we educate our clients on those recommendations. So Bolin uses um, a three-tiered approach um, called assess, uh, mitigate, and manage. We look at the, the status of the indoor quality in the building, determine what they could do to improve it and what it would be a path forward, and then manage it long-term. So you mentioned those those recommendations um, from ASHRAE and the CDC. Uh, so can you list off a few of the, the biggest recommendations these days when it comes to indoor air quality from those particular uh, entities uh, that you're passing along to clients these days, especially as it relates to indoor air quality? And, you know, I think I think it's a bigger topic of conversation now as a result of the pandemic. More, more people are interested in it. So what are some of those larger recommendations you're passing on to people? The most general recommendation is that outdoor air is your friend. So by being able to bring in more outdoor air into the building, you're gonna flush out uh, any airborne pathogens. The general recommendation is to provide at least code level ventilation, if not more, if possible. Um, The second one would be to provide both HVAC and exhaust um, so that you're constantly moving air when you have um, people in the building. So even if you have a a single occupant in the building, you should be providing both HVAC and exhaust. Another recommendation would be to provide a combination of either air filtering or air cleaning to lower your risk of virus transmission to your occupants. Um, The next would be to meet the design um, conditions of the spaces, so both in temperature and humidity. We want to make sure that we have a comfortable environment for the occupants and that we're not too humid or too warm or too cold. And then lastly, for buildings that have humidity control, um, ASHRAE is recommending to keep that humidity level between 40 and 60 percent if possible. So these are all things that we can do that all in one way or another help mitigate pathogen transmission in commercial spaces. Those are some some really solid recommendations, Bree. And, you know, I, I, I guess I wondered uh, during this time since things have been changing so rapidly and so quickly. How often do those recommendations, uh, have they changed? And how do you stay up to date with what the latest recommendations are? Yeah, so the the recommendations generally change every couple weeks or so Mm -hmm. um, between the two bodies, ASHRAE and CDC. So usually about once a week, I'll go on there and look to see if there's any new recommendations and then update um, the internal teams as needed. 
Excellent. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's really interesting to me, just because it feels like it, it changes so rapidly these days, and every day we learn something new and learn something more. And, and so, um, yeah, that's uh, I, I, I like that. That's something that that you do on a regular basis. So, I, I think a lot of people are going to be asking a couple of questions in, in relation to indoor air quality because it has been such a big topic over the last year plus, right? And so, I think some people are going to ask, like, isn't PPE or personal protective equipment uh, isn't that enough to make a difference when it comes to indoor air quality. Why do I still need to worry about the air that is around me if I'm going so far as to wear a mask all the time and do things like that? So uh, what would you say in that if you were posed that particular question? Right. So um, it really just depends on the client's risk tolerance. Um, we yeah. all know that face masks and plexiglass shields and hand sanitizer help to mitigate virus transmission from person to person. Um, but really, those kinds of measures are just providing a barrier. Um, so you're not actually ridding the space of contaminants and particulates and viruses. You're just providing a barrier. Um, so there's that's actually what we call passive controls. Um, a more effective way to manage would be active controls or engineering controls. So that's where we go in and we actually either program in sequences into the HVAC system or add in new technologies that help combat viruses and particulates um, on a more active, proactive approach. So, um, and then of course, there's going to be a point in time where, you know, all this starts to go away. We stop wearing face masks. We let our guard down. We're not as worried about being six feet apart from other people. And at that point, if you haven't implemented active engineering controls in your building, you're not going to have any improved indoor air quality than what you did prior to the pandemic. Yeah, and that's that's a really good point. It kind of takes me where I wanted to go next. And it's that, you know, a lot of people are getting vaccinated these days. And um, and that is kind of removing some of the fear uh, of contracting COVID-19 um, from a lot of people. So I, I suppose the question is, isn't all of this indoor air quality talk going to go away once everyone gets the vaccine? If everyone gets vaccinated and uh, and things kind of go back to normal, are we still going to care and talk as much about IAQ? Um, and, and if so, uh, what sorts of things should people be looking at in a post-pandemic world that, that they should still take note of? Definitely. So, you know, indoor air quality has been a topic of interest for many years. Um, it's just now um, this year, we've been given a reason to care about it. Um, so it's always going to be a topic that's important for commercial buildings. There's a lot that's unknown about our current situation with the COVID-19 pandemic. The long-term efficacy rates of the vaccine aren't known. So um, there's talks about needing booster shots, as well as, you know, there's always, just about every day I turn on the news and they mention that, you know, scientists and medical professionals think that herd, hum herd immunity isn't feasible for whatever reason, whether it's mutations of the virus or um, enough people choosing not to get vaccinated. Um, there's always going to be some concerns about COVID-19, not to mention that, you know, aside from COVID-19, we deal with the flu every year, which is a, a viral pathogen. There's, you know, just about every five to 10 years, there's a global pandemic um, in different areas of the world that spreads. So there's always going to be, whether it's COVID-19 or a different virus, there's always going to be 
something that we're concerned about that we want to help protect our occupants about. So it's definitely always going to be something to consider. I really like how you put that because I I think there are a lot of people who think, okay, IAQ is having a moment. And then once this moment passes and we're kind of past the pandemic that we're not really going to talk about it anymore. But this is still such a vital thing for all areas of life, even in a post-pandemic landscape. And and I think we've really seen that. I I think we I think a lot of us are willing to admit that this is probably not going to be the last pandemic that we all live through. And so preparing on the front end probably helps you enter into that next whatever it is in a better place than you were at the beginning of this pandemic. Right. Like if you prepare now, you'll be in a better place. Yep, definitely. That's a good point. Yeah, that's something I'm, I'm going to be interested to see uh, kind of what people do as a result of what we learn from this time around. So, uh, Bree, as we begin to wrap up our episode today, do you have any final thoughts or conclusions you want to leave our audience with? Uh, tie a bow on on this episode for us and just give us any final thoughts or conclusions that you want to share. You know, Train has done a lot of research about not just COVID-19, but the virus in general and indoor air quality. And the their studies have shown that people spend roughly 94% of their lives inside, whether it's at home, in a place of business, at school. And we've all been, we've all had days where, you know, we get the two o'clock wall where it starts to get stuffy in the building. You start to get sleepy or tired and you just need to go outside and go take a walk. But, you know, what if we could, as a society, get to a place where we improved our indoor air quality to the point where we didn't feel the need to go outside to feel better. Um, Mm -hmm. There's definitely ways out there that we can help improve indoor air quality, give people a better quality of life. Um, It goes far beyond our current situation with the pandemic, but just, you know, there's scientific evidence out there that improving indoor air quality improves test scores in children uh, employee productivity reduces sick days um, in employees, and those all have financial impacts for all industries. So it's definitely bigger than just this moment, and it's definitely something we should all take a little bit more seriously. Fantastic stuff. Absolutely. And I think I think people like yourself educating the industry, educating others on on why this is so important makes a huge difference as well. And so, Bree, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, sharing a little bit more about indoor air quality, um, ASHRAE and, and their recommendations, and, and also just helping answer some questions that I think we're going to hear uh, come up quite a bit over the next few months as things start to return back to normal a little bit. Um, uh, yeah, I think you provided some fantastic information for us today. So, Bree Widmoyer, Optimization engineer at Boland. Bree, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Tyler. Absolutely. And everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of 10 Minutes to a Better Building, the podcast from the building experts at Boland. It's been a blast having you all along with us today. Of course, we have a lot of episodes of the podcast already in the tank. You can go listen to on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can visit Boland's website as well. Anywhere you like to listen to podcasts, you can find 10 Minutes to a Better Building. Go and check out some of the previous episodes of the show. And while you're there, subscribe to stay up to date with the latest from the experts at Boland. But for this episode, from my guest today, Bree Widmoyer, I've been your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for listening.